Let's talk about some drivers that are great to help eliminate a slice. Guys, everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is episode number 74 of No Putts Given, and you caught us. We didn't put the Sim 2 into the driver test. Just kidding. Read the article. It's there. <laughs> Guys, we've got Harry, Tony, and Chris here, so let's get it. The other one we got, too, is, hey, when are you going to post the data instead of yeah. just the rankings? And I'm like, <laughs> that is also there. I know. It's clear a lot of people read the article the same way that I read my biology textbook in college, <laughs> which, yeah. which is to say I skimmed for big words that were bolded uh -huh. and tried to go from there. Some people read how I listen to my wife, so I can't really fault them too much. <laughs> Hit me with the bold text. <laughs> One of the best comments as well was, we just spent close to two months doing this test and it was like labor intensive. It was hard because I watched it all from my office watching Philip go through it. And then it was, hey, thanks. When are the Swing Speed articles gonna come out? I was like, dude, just <laughs> let, us, let us get through this. Let us have our moment for just one second. That's it, man. <laughs> it's it's drive-through publication. Mm -hmm. I want to order it now and have it, you know, by mm -hmm. the next window. Yeah. You know? so oh, it's like, dear. Yeah. That well, is on the calendar, though, so It's late coming, March, though, Mark. Yeah, if all yeah. goes according to swing, plan. Swing Speed Breakdown <laughs> is our chili cheese burrito. Every Everybody <laughs> wants it, but it's hard <laughs> to get. <laughs> that oh. one's made to order a little Sean. bit. You gotta wait a little longer. Damn it, Toulon, let's go. <laughs> well, we've got um, something else innovative and new and fresh that I know all of our readers are going to love. Uh, we've got that to talk about today. Sun Mountain has come out with the new Boom Golf Bag. Harry, why don't you give us the lowdown on why this particular bag is special? Because so it, it goes boom. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kaboom, baby. <laughs> I mean, it has speakers built into the bag. That's the main feature. That's the boom. That's the main feature of the boom. It, it has the blue teeth, right? All yes, the blue <laughs> teeth involved in it. It has an app that comes with it. It's just a cart bag with bloody speakers in it. So is it revolutionary? Meh. Is it cool? Yeah. Dave put a really good article on it. It yes, has it, it has a really good, it, it's, it's a good in-depth article just on its features alone. Is the sound quality any good on the on the speakers? blah, blah, blah. I would have loved to get it into testing for cart bags, but it just didn't quite get here in time. So we've decided to do a We Tried article on it and, and Dave did a great job on it too. Dave always does a great job on his articles. We wanted to have him here, but unfortunately um, couldn't make our scheduling work. So Harry, as just the, our golf bag expert, what does this bag offer beyond having speakers? I mean, from the looks of it, because I haven't got it in testing um, for this year in 2021, it looks like a standard just cart bag. I mean, it comes with 14 full-length dividers or a five-way top version, depending on your preference. Six colorways. It weighs an astounding nine pounds, which is very Ooh. heavy for a, for a golf bag. Yeah. Beefy. But it has a speaker. Well, it has a couple of speakers, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's right. If you if you clip a couple of decent sized or you know reasonable sized Bluetooth speakers to your bag, how much does it weigh then? So, well, yeah, but still, it's still a heavy bag. Considering a tour bag that we had a mini tour bag uh, in here for cart testing, it was around about I think seven and a half pounds. Thirteen pockets, individual uh, putter well, and it's for three hundred and twenty nine ninety nine. Ooh. Ouch. Pricey. 
Ouch. Yeah. Okay, Chris. So for $329.99, you can integrate your speakers into your bag. Are you doing it? For $330, um, I would say this. It would have to, the speaker quality would have to blow me away. Because I'm one of those people, I do like to have a speaker. Uh, I like to have music going on and playing. Obviously, I haven't personally tested it. We haven't had it into the facility yet. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's kind of the uh, stock stereo in a car situation, right? Where it's good, but not great. And if you're really into music stuff, you probably end up redoing some of that stuff on your own. For 330 bucks, I, I you know, like I said, the sound quality would have to absolutely blow me away for that convenience factor for me to throw out a few more shekels for it. Otherwise, I'm probably going to go with a speaker that I really like that works really well. You know, we have some that clip on, you have some that are, you know, pretty easy to, to tag along with you. So that's what I would be looking at. Tony, how about the concept? Are you rolling up to go play golf with your buddies with a speaker golf bag, the Sun Mountain Boom? Uh, no, but just because <laughs> I would habitually forget to charge it, and so it would be useless anyway. Like this, That's just my reality, and I think the price premium to get the integrated speakers is probably pretty high, uh, or at least, you know, it's way higher than I want to pay for a golf bag with any feature what would you pay 330 bucks yeah, for? yeah i yeah, mean they're like, there i don't i don't want to be totally exclusionary here there is perhaps a feature that i'm unaware of that that could be like all right yeah i'm in you know but yeah i'm not i'm not buying it i think i would probably lean towards getting the golf bag that has everything i want in a golf bag and then going and getting bluetooth speaker or and or speakers that have everything i want in a bluetooth speaker We've talked about this before, and it's a, it's a subject that divides our readers, and it seems like golfers in general, about music on the golf course becoming more commonplace. Some people, like on either side of it, get really angry. So is this an indication of the direction that golf is going? Are we going to start seeing more music on the golf course, despite the people who say it, it takes away from... The game. I mean, we're already seeing that happen. We've already, That's the reason why we test Bluetooth speakers because we see it happening on the golf course. It's, it's the trend that's happening in the industry. Yeah, it's it's getting bigger. The demographic is getting younger. The older generation is, is you know, dying off. <laughs> should, should I say? Um, well, well said, Harry. They're, they're, yes, it's, it just it's, uh, is, the older generation is dying. It's dying off and the younger generation are coming through. And all these millennials are coming up. All these what? With the millennials. millennials. They're they're a subset the of the millennials. Millennials. I think. Are we even beyond millennials at this point? I feel like I was. There's Gen Zers out. Well, I don't know. How old is Gen Z? The hell is a Gen Zer? Uh. I don't know. I'm Gen X, so I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. You and I are millennials, Harry. For sure. Millennials are now in their 30s, so everyone who blames the world's problems on millennials are blaming it on like new moms and dads and stuff <laughs> so whatever this is harry it's your fault apparently yeah <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah i'm for it pretty whatever. clearly <laughs> but yeah there are so many people out there that just hate it they hate us every year when we do it when we do this article and i said oh god i'm i'm following on youtube i'm following on this blah 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 and then next year rolls around and the same comments from the same people still <laughs> pop up and this time i mean it even this article 
while, while we're shooting this, it's been out for two and a half hours and we've already got comments uh-huh. saying, no, hold on, let me scroll to the first one. Here's a comment from Facebook. As dumb as it is awful, nothing screams asshole on a golf course quite like this. Hmm. My favorite is kill me now, Lord. The end is near. No. <laughs> like, it's that bad. Yeah. Can we do a study? I think we talked about this before. Like, if we could do like a demographic analysis of people that are, you know, anti, I'm going to call them anti fun, um, but <laughs> anti music on the course. Is that, and a crossover with that and people that like sit on like an HOA board. Oh my god! Ooh. Like here's another one. Oh lord, no, no, please, no, not my golf course, please, no. <laughs> ah! This whole golf course is my lawn, and you need to get off it. <laughs> and that person, when they go home, is walking around their neighborhood, making sure that everybody's shingles match the right color palette, or that their trash can. <laughs> was taken in no fewer than 24 hours after the trash was collected or is that a thing HOA like I may I'm on the edge you know I may start having to deal with an HOA here in a year or so is that a real thing because I suck oh yes don't Harry and I listen I should go get the letter that our HOA just sent Harry and I because they they called us names disobedient and lackadaisical and then took away our bulk trash hi Pumi (laughs) <laughs> Hello. Hello. What was that? Who do we know that would be a no music HOA type person? John Gordon. <laughs> Let's call yeah. him. Our editor, John Gordon. Because we have no perspective here. All of us are play the music type people. We need we need another voice. Tony, call John or Chris. Get him on the line. Let's see if I have his number here real quick. Oh yeah, here we go. Pick up you old crusty man. <laughs> hey Chris. Hey John, how are you? Good. How you doing? Hey, good. Um, we're uh, filming No Putts Given right now, literally as I'm talking to you, and we're debating the savage reality of music on the golf course. And we couldn't think of anybody that might be able to give a really good argument against music on the golf course. We needed a crusty, old. <laughs> angry, you know, potentially um, dangerous to themselves, dangerous, uh, slightly violent human. And uh, all we could figure out was to call you. I'll I'll see if I can find somebody. But in the meantime, you're stuck with me. (laughs) All right. So either, you know, you either hold that opinion or I'm sure that you play with people that do. What are these? Nobody plays with John Gordon. (laughs) Well, that could be it. Are we off our rockers on this music on the golf course thing or is it really that egregiously moronic that people want to, you know, listen to some, you know, cross Canadian ragweed or whatever? <laughs> oh, rockers. I see what you did there. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, of course, you know, I'm uh, of a certain age. Uh, I'm in my late sixties. Uh, music was never contemplated uh, any more than, you know, somebody walking on your, line of putt or uh or your lawn accidentally (laughs) coughing in your backswing but uh, you know i at first i was i guess without evidence against it but uh, i play with a few guys now that uh and most of them are younger obviously but uh, you know they keep it they keep the volume to a minimum for the most you know for the the most part their playlists are fantastic and uh to me it's not uh diminishing the quality of the of the experience in the least 
Oh, so and and so Damn I'm glad it. to hear that that you found some rational, objective place to land on the on the topic. But those that do, because I'm sure you know some really crusty old people. Like, what is their deal? <laughs> like, the people that are that are argumentative and combat. I mean, they're downright combative. I think in Canada, it's just people who don't like rush. <laughs> you know, it goes to the heart of, I think, one of the basic elements of what harms golf's brand as such is that there are those, you know, I'm one, but I don't think I'm, you know, I'm of the same ilk, but there are folks out there of my generation and younger generations, there's no doubt about it, who, you know, are stuck with the collared shirts and, the, you know, the, hopefully not the Bermuda shorts and the high socks, but... Uh, mm -hmm. But why? You know, it was, uh, it, was, it was tough for them to move away from hickory shafts and, and feathery <laughs> balls. So I just don't, I, I, I don't get the fact that, um, especially coming out of a 2020 where one of the unanticipated uh, effects of the pandemic was that golf around the world saw a, uh, saw a huge bump in participation by new golfers and lapsed golfers. And who's to say that some of those lapsed golfers aren't folks who just got turned off by the elitist attitude of some of these, you know, stick in the mud that, uh, you know, far from music on the golf course being one of their big worries. Right. The fact that maybe you didn't have those kilties on your, on your golf shoes, you know, was a big worry. <laughs> Downright snobbery. Those people that, that you've seen in that, what would you, you know, if we were to take a hundred of those uh, individuals, what percentage of those hundred do you think sit on their local HOA board? Let this go. Uh, La Boca Vista. I, I see a sign somewhere. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't get those folks. I never have. I've always loved puncturing people's balloons. I think. You know, somebody wrote a profile on me one time. I know you me. edit my stories. I'm well aware of your proclivity yeah, to puncture balloons. Yeah, I'm, I'm a relentless prick, as Tony Cummings <laughs> I think that is a badge of honor. Um, but, you know, some guy, some guy did, a, did a profile on me. Kind of in, the, in the world of golf writers, I'm a cactus in a, in a field of flowers, which, uh, you know, so I don't mind taking on these guys. I mean, these, these people could hear a butterfly fart two fairways over. So the fact that... You know, the fact that there's just, uh, you know, some soothing music in the background, even if it's not your particular taste. I mean, you know, what the hell with you? I'll find another force to play with. Chris, what yeah. if it's not soothing? Yeah. What, what if it's not Rush? Yeah, what if it's not Rush? I mean, because we know if it's Canadian players and it's not Rush, you're probably going to throw a hissy fit. I hate Rush. And this matters... To make matters worse, okay, I'm alone in that. I don't really like the trash you play hit either, but so I'm sure I'll get stoned the next time I go to the golf course. But <laughs> the the original drummer for Rush, John Rutsey, yeah, was now now deceased. Was the younger brother of my best friend of all time, who I play golf with all the time up here in the middle. So uh, there you go. There's a little bit of music trivia for you. Huh. You never oh know what you're going to learn when you call John just Gordon. randomly call relentless pricks on the phone and, <laughs> and ask them questions, right? That's the that's the moral to this story. I'd rather be, you know, like RP rather than RIP at my age. So, you know, I'll take that again as a badge of honor. <laughs> well, John, thank you for your time. Thank you for your perspective. We uh, we always appreciate it and we uh we wish you well up there in the nordic land tony does not wish you well <laughs> yeah. the rest of us thanks, do tony I, does not you know it's a great podcast you guys do a great job thanks
Well, th- <laughs> thank you for lying and saying that. We appreciate it. <laughs> sure. All right, thank be you. well. Bye, John. <laughs> there no, we still can't find a... anyone. He's been editing our articles too long. He's converted. Yeah, he he was crusty. Like at the start, we wasn't allowed to say. Yeah, he used to take all the bad words out of it. That was gone, and now he's converted. He's given in. To me, that's definitive. If if John Gordon <laughs> can't find it in his heart to be against music, then it, it has to be a very sad, dark, depressing place in in which these people live that are against it. Like they go from the golf course, yelling at it, hating it. Go home. Yell hate, whatever that is, kick the dog, and then go to the HOA meeting in the afternoon. Start sending letters out. Yeah. This is the tough part about it because a lot of these guys who are older can't control the flatulence. Where was this going? So when it comes to on the golf course, I am swinging and they're farting (laughs) in my backswing. So what's the difference? Music or farts? They're the same thing. (laughs) It always takes an odd turn in Harry's world. So not only are they on the HOA, according to Harry, they are piss poor golfers. Oh, and they have flatulence <laughs> problems. <laughs> right? like, I don't think we have any data to back that up, although I am sticking with my HOA comment. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. Have you have you ever played the game? Like, this is a golf game as well, where if you fart on your backswing and you make par, you triple the bet that you're playing on because it's it's like, just try it. Whoever's out there, Try and fart in their backswing and you're playing with people. I, just try it. Just try it. It's so much fun. Just Miranda, I'm going to give you a heads up right now. I will not be checking the <laughs> comments section on YouTube this week. This is a great topic. Okay, this is a great I'll give week. you a week off. Uh, anyway, um, so I hereby decree that music is normal on the golf course because John Gordon gave us permission. So Chris, yes. if you had a walk-up song, mm-hmm. what would it be? You may know my dad was a longtime uh, pastor. Uh, ministry it runs in our in our family. My dad's grandpa was so. Let's see here. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Um, it's a solid choice. Who's gonna this? Who's this? I'm quickly becoming against music on the golf course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one is Joy and Pain, uh, which to me describes Tony Covey's game. Yeah, that's fair. Let's see if he can get this one. So that's a Don't Believe the Hype by Public Enemy. Who's that for? I'm giving that one to Adam. I think Adam would walk up to the T with some Don't Believe the Hype. Yeah, I like that. I could kind of see that You've one. Done- <laughs> he's he's done way too much research into this. You one. were ready for this question. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. Do you know what song this is? Oh no, this is One Direction. Yes. Yep. Who could possibly be the long lost member of a British boy band? This is the worst episode ever. (laughs) Why? If you like this, you have too many daughters. <laughs> I love that song. Sorry, Harry. That's you. No, that's it's not. You, you no. are. Uh, it's it's you not. Are most no, certainly no, Let's see. Do we want another one? Oh, here no. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is this? This has got to be Miranda. I'm Fergalicious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'll take that. I'll take Fergalicious. Tony's lost his head. He's no longer. Tony's lost his head. He doesn't care anymore. Uh, (laughs) This one also describes Tony's game to me a little bit. (laughs) Little Bon Jovi. (laughs) 
Chris, do you have any more before? God, no. I think this is important. I have plenty more, but I'm going to save it for next week. Well, how about we do this? Tony, why don't I put you in the hot seat? Okay. She's <laughs> so over today. <laughs> I had this question somewhat prepped um, before we went into our previous discussion. However, I altered it. Okay. Um, so I want to know, Tony in the hot seat, are old people that haven't died yet <laughs> ruining the growth of golf? <laughs> The, the original question was, are the old Krogis ruining the growth of golf because people feel like it's too stiff to come in and take on golf? I adapted it when Harry said there's people who haven't died yet. I don't know how strong the correlation is to age. There's probably some of it. But I think, you know, what, what hurts golf is a stodgy elitist attitude regardless of age. So, you know, that's it. I hate you when okay. it, I hate you when Tony's logical. It just doesn't. It's no fun. Yeah, I agree with him completely though. <laughs> Chris, I'll put you in the hot seat. All right, are old people that haven't died yet ruining the growth of golf? You know, it is. It's the it's the elitist <laughs> attitude. I saw something this week, and I can't remember exactly where it was, but basically uh, declaring and trying to build up this persona of golf as a rich person's game, meaning like you know, like mm -hmm. for rich people only, and and. Yeah, golf is expensive. You can make any sport expensive. One of my daughters plays on one of these like super top tier elite travel soccer teams. You can make soccer expensive. You can make hockey expensive. You can make baseball. You can make any sport. I don't think you can make hockey not expensive. Yeah. Yeah, probably can't. But hockey does not have at all any type of an elitist feel to it, right? What about stone throwing? It's, it's got to be a British thing again. It is. Like, it, yeah. what, about log, what about log throwing? Scotland. What are, we, are we talking about like the Highland Games now? Did we? Yeah. Did we but no, it's it's elitist because there are people that I truly believe want it to feel and be elitist, and and to the degree that anything is exclusionary, right? I want golf to be something you can't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, precisely. And you don't see that in a lot of other sports right now. Again, I will absolutely defend any club or group or whatever for wanting to set their their own rules and, and, and people get to do that. And that's, you know, that is absolutely part of it. But anytime you set boundaries on something, right, it, it makes it, um, you know, somewhat exclusionary. Is it old people that are doing that? I, you know, I, I don't want to pin it necessarily on people of a certain age. Attitude, yeah. It's attitude, not age. Like I said, I, I think Tony put it really well there. You know, I want to have something that that you can't or I want to do something that maybe you don't get to do um, and and that feels good to me. I feel that that happens far more often um, than it should. Uh, you know, I love what we're seeing with other types of advancements, whether it's like Goat Hill, uh, those type of environments, Matt Janella, um, who I, you know, I love that vibe. I love that atmosphere. I love that approach of it should be fun and it should be a game. And, and that probably goes directly against, you know, collared shirts, pressed pants, and, you know, fancy shoes. Pleats, man. Pleats required. Yeah. Maybe you can play in, in a group of more than four people. And you can, you know, you can, you can kind of have the fun and enjoy it as a game. Because at the end of the day, it should be fun. Uh, but for some people, it's not. You know, for some people, yeah, the game is fun, but it's also part of a of a 
some type of self-serving need to to feel important or different or excluded from others. Um, and and for those people, I, I I couldn't disagree more. That's not at all what I love about the game, and so it's hard for me again to pin that on old people. I don't want to necessarily do that, but I think it I think it's an attitude or a disposition or a perspective around what it is um, and and what it needs to look like. We're switching gears. We're going to start doing. Weekly, my golf spy, what's in the bags? So, Harry, you're up first. What's in the bag? What are you playing? All right, what's in the bag? Well, after doing the driver test, um, I now have a new driver, and I didn't think I would be ever playing this driver. And it is a Titleist TSI 3. And Tony can vouch for how ridiculously tight everything was. Nothing ever came close. Stupid. So why did you go, like, what specifically made you make the change like why? uh one <laughs> data data yeah, you can't lie <laughs> i wanted to see what was going to be best performing in the test in the driver test and when i completed it and titleist you said it was the straightest most forgiven and consistently the longest other than that not much to like yeah <laughs> and then i did a comparison with uh the sim 2 the cobra rad speed and the cobra f9 the TSI 3 was ridiculous. It was, my spin rates were, were, were within about six, 700 revs of each other. Heel and toe shots, the dispersion was completely within the fairway from 20 yards. There wasn't really a squirmy one. Even if I hit a squirmy one, it was 20 yards to the right. It was still in the fairway, still playable, about 300 yards out. Everything was so consistent that I never I just thought... had to drop in that 300-yard reference. I just had to. Yeah, I was the longest <laughs> one on uh, in the test. I just want to say that one too. Humble brag. It was phenomenal. And I never thought I would say that about Titus Driver because they've always sp- been really spinny for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there was no hesitation to put that in my bag for the driver. So I've got that. And it replaced... It, what did it replace? It replaced the tailor-made sim. Mm. Did we test that one? No, No, I don't think so. Yes, we did. And then you got the three words, which is a the M5, and then I got Strixen, Strixen, Z585, and Z785 as a combo set, and then I got Voki SM8 wedges and a two iron. I might put in there from Strixen. But your your Voki wedges aren't blue. Uh, the slate blue, which is obviously. I was gonna say, didn't we just write that? Which really is the, the best, best finish. That that is really sexy. I got the jet black finish, but I'm in the I'm in the market for new irons this year, uh, as I've worn the uh, face out a little bit. So my spin rates are dropping just that little bit more than I want. So I need to get the old new uh, equipment, new irons coming on my way. Some people may not care about this, but like, what did you go with, like in the SMAs? Because we. I know this is like right up Tony's alley grinds. When we do mm-hmm. our wedge testing and stuff, like we spend a lot of time with the the wet wedge component of it. Obviously, Voki was pretty middle of the pack. Yeah. In terms of spin retention. Conversely, one thing we talk about is, you know, and Voki I think would would back this up that they feel like a lot of the forgiveness of the club comes in having a grind that's fit correctly to right to the player. And well, grind and bounce, yeah. Yeah, grind and bounce because they're. I mean, yeah, they they go with one another. So, right. so what specifically did you end up with from a bounce, uh, you know, bounce loft grind configuration standpoint? So I I have a twelve degree of bounce and F grind. Because up until very recently, that was the only fifty they did was the the fifty yeah. F. So 
No shock there. I got 5412D. And then I have okay. a 68M. And I love that 68M. I Here's the thing mm. from what I've noticed is until everyone does hydrophobicity wedges, it's a big word for me. That's a word. Oh, yes, it is. You're welcome. Harry hmm? dropping language. Bill, I'm dropping bombs. <laughs> right. I'm going to go buy that boom bag too. Um, <laughs> until you have the hydrophobicity in every OEM, you're going to give up a little bit. So with with Voki, you might lose a tiny bit of spin when it's wet, but for the 80% uh, of the time where I'm going to be playing in hopefully really nice conditions. Um, <laughs> hopefully. I love the bounce and the grind combination. It's it's just second to none. So until every other company either has hydrophobicity or has multiple grinds and multiple bounces. Now, how many times can you say hydrophobicity? Once more. Do it once more. Hydrophobicity. <laughs> Available exclusively on Ping Glide Series wedges. So you go D grind, which is kind of that player's high bounce grind, and then you have yeah. the mid, the uh, the M grind, which I've been told before is one of Voke's absolute favorite grinds. It fits such a wide range of players. All right, so yeah. go back to the irons, though. You said you're looking for new irons because kind of because they're wearing out. Why not just replace them with what? I mean, why not just get a new set of what what you currently have? I mean, I, I do like them, but I want to try out the new Strixons as well. The new ZX5s and ZX7s or Z, Z, whatever you say, whatever it is. Anyway, I want to try those out. There's probably a good reason why Brooks Kepka is playing them as we speak. I always feel that Strixon is one of the most underrated iron companies on the market. That's, from, in my opinion, a God-given truth. So it's going to be hard to get those, those forged irons out of my bag. What about a putter? Did you say what putter you're playing? Oh, we did not. No, good point. He always he always holes out he from the fairway. This yeah, so <laughs> I, yeah. I want to go through the whole bag here, Harry. Not just your top twelve clubs, you know. So the putter, <laughs> I've got the even roll V series in there. Are you going arm lock, mid lock? Are you trying that, or are you just? I'm going in because I'm in my like tweak period. I've actually just gone for regular thirty three inch. Well, for me, what's what's a tweak period? <laughs> yeah that could mean a lot of things well because i'm not in competition as of yet because it's just raining every day for fun um i am just in my experimental phase he's doing what pros do during the off season even if you know he's apparently the, the only pro on an off season right now <laughs> yeah yeah tony our entire yeah. year is a tweak period. I've, I've been off all season <laughs> what ball are you using or is this part of the tweak period? Is this this no, wasn't tough no, for you? It's, it's a really tough one. It's I really like the feel and ball speed with the Strix and Z Star XV, but it didn't perform well when Tony did his ball lab. So then it put into my mind of suspicions of hey, is this actually centered or consistency of roundness? Well, you cut it open for a reason, didn't you, Harry? I did. You, you played a tournament and then you came home and you did the salt test and you cut it open for a reason. I did and, I, and one of them was off-centered. Um, mm -hmm. Is that to say that every single one is off-centered? No, not at all. But it, it, it didn't perform well uh, when Tony did his, uh, his test in in-depth lab. I went off just a little bit off it, but I still really like that ball. So as long as quality control is decent, I think I'll be playing that ball. But again, Titleist Pro V is just so consistent, so well managed throughout ball to ball. It's it, it's probably going to be between those two, if I'm honest. So if you had a tournament tomorrow, 
So let's say tournament tomorrow. What ball are you playing? Off season ended. Tournament tomorrow, it would be a Titleist Pro V. Tony, what would your recommendation be? I mean, it's you know the the XV is interesting. It, it tends to spin a little bit more off the driver than a lot of kind of those X balls. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it, it's really you know what space are you in? Are you in what is typically an X ball? Are you kind of the extreme X ball like a left dash kind of thing, or do you kind of fit in the middle with the uh, well the left dash? Yeah, that left dash felt too firm around the greens for me. I couldn't get the spin that I wanted in those like fifteen yard chip pitch shots kind of thing yeah so you kind of move move down the list a little bit right so if if left dash is clicky doesn't spin enough around the green try tp5x you're probably going to find it similar clicky around the green yeah it's similar i tried it didn't didn't like it i went to tp5 really like that i want to see the combination between that and my my new driver because now i'm in the correct spin of 21 to 23 revs um 2300 revs um consistently so now the ball comes is is changeable now <laughs> so and again that same thing with the our test ball the bridgestone tour bx happens to be kind of a little on the lower spinning side not yeah. not maybe to the extreme of the left dash a little lower launching than those so you know if that's your space that's where you go you yeah. want to go a little softer pro v1 the standard z star kind of getting that at 90 compression range and then if you want to spin the hell out of the ball you've got you know like a bridgestone tour b xs but what do you what do you think yeah. Tony? in your expert opinion what do you think a good recommendation is for me i you know i haven't combed through your data and i don't know again it's like what are you what are you looking to do start from the green and so if you're saying hey like a a, a, a left dash is too firm a tp5x is too firm you know, then you start getting into again, like the the TP five. That's kind of that that next step down. You know, potentially the the Snell MTBX. I mean, that's kind of in that that mid nineties compression space as well. That's one you haven't heard before. What about just like stock Pro V one X? It tends to be a little higher higher spinning. So if you're if that works for you, that's in there. It's going to be a little bit softer than than say a left dash, but. Yeah, maybe a little more bite around the green, I would expect. Um, so, yeah, and there's something new we'll be talking about here in a couple weeks that's in that space. Yeah. That's that's a maybe. Ooh, the so, teaser. Yeah. Here's the most interesting part about my golf bag is I do not have a steel shaft to be seen apart from the putter. Bryson. It's all graphite and it's for good reason. My dispersion. Was you went graphite just, in the wedges too? Yeah. Yeah. Graphite in the wedges with um, Fujikura's MCI solid 125s. Yeah, it was night and day for me. Night and day. I could I could have more stability, more better dispersion, same ball speeds, uh, consistent strike compared to a 130 gram steel shaft. Which after I went from one to the other, I was just like, well. I want to save. I want to save fifteen grams and make my swing a little bit fresher coming down the stretch. On, on it, it was it was just nine day, it really is. Hmm. Cool stuff. Any other questions for Harry's bag, guys? You have a speaker in it. <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call John Gordon back. That's. <laughs> Well, for anyone else out there that is working on building their bag, we like to give you the best advice we can at My Golf Spy. So, Tony, I'm going to defer to you on this one. Let's talk about some drivers that are great to help eliminate a slice. 
What have you got for us? I mean, I think the conversation begins and if you have a pretty severe slice, it probably ends as well with the Ping G425 SFT. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was by far like left bias, wasn't it? Year, year, after, year. year after year after year. And what we kind of look at is kind of distribution across the our field of play, if you will. We test with all right-handers. Um, what, what clubs produce the most right-side bias distribution? And it's probably since we started looking at it, it's been whatever the current ping SFT model is. And this year, absolutely no different. Way more left on average than than anything else that we test. And so, yeah, if you've if you've got a severe slice, that's the one I would look at. Um, one we didn't test because Callaway didn't want to include it. I remain curious about the uh, the, the Big Bertha B twenty one. Is that what it's called? Yeah. B twenty one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm I remain curious about that one because it's a little different approach to low spin. Um, but the SFT far and away the best, and then the next the next best in terms of left side distribution was the uh, and certainly if you're you know if you're price conscious this one may be the better option was the the Cleveland launcher HB Turbo. Oh, okay. And all of this is based on most wanted data, yeah. right, Tony? Yeah. And from our most recent pool of most wanted tests. Yeah, and I think I mean I think we talked about this. I would love to do a dedicated like let's really focus on on slice drivers and some things I would like mm-hmm. to do in terms of setting the conditions that maybe that we we absolutely wouldn't do in a most wanted test that, that could be fun. But you know, again, based on the available data that we have, what we've seen, it's if you are fighting a slice. And there could be exceptions, right? If you're okay with an offset driver, some of the ones that are still out there may be worth looking at. But if you're just like, I, I don't want to go right, period, your best bet is that SFT. Okay. And is there a significant difference between the 410 and the 425 in terms of slice? We, we didn't do them side by side, but you know, Ping, Ping tells us that the, the new model is even more left bias. So again, okay. depending on the severity of your slice, the... It is a case where newer probably is going to be better because they have put a little bit more mass over in that heel to to really yeah. kind of get it get it going towards the left side of the golf course anyway. Or at least not coming as far right is, is another way to think about it. Yeah. Okay. So we've got one ping G425 FST to the Cleveland... Launcher HB Turbo. HB Turbo and the number three spot. Uh, the 410 SFT. <laughs> the um, Wilson Launchpad. Yeah. Really? And again, there's different ways to to kind of address the slice and different different methods are going to work for different golfers. So Ping tries to make their, their SFT stuff look reasonably normal. Mm-hmm. And if you, you put them all the G425 down side by side, you might notice that the SFT sets up a little bit closed, but I think most guys, if it's the only driver in their, you know, in their vicinity, aren't going to notice. They do a really good job kind of hiding the technology. So, you know, they rely on, on just a lot of weight in the heel and, and trying to keep it clean, looking clean, maybe some, a little more upright. Some of the others we test, they get draw bias from going way upright. And so, you know, okay. that works for some guys, others yeah. it doesn't. So we're going to, Put an article out here with the top five draw bias clubs here very soon. Well, it's already out. It went out on Saturday. That's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> it's Monday here. Do you see that little yeah. trick? She Ah, too smart for me. So you can look back at that article and we've got a whole list. But one, Ping G425 to the Cleveland 
Turbo Laundry. something or another. <laughs> HB Turbo. HB Turbo. There we go. And then the Wilson Launchpad. We should. So I'll, I'll, I'll complicate things just a little bit here because that's what I love do. to do. Please do. I love Shocking. When you do that. So we, when we <laughs> test drivers um, for Most Wanted, we're essentially trying to get the best fit for somebody. So if we have a, a driver that has a draw bias setting, we, we may not test it for a guy who doesn't need a draw bias. Uh, so one to consider also the, the Ping G425 Max has a lot of weight movability. So you can, again, load up the, the weight in the heel if you want to. And kind of the decision point for me in, in that kind of conversation, again, if you, if you have a slice and you're going to own that slice and you're never really going to dedicate any real effort to fighting that slice because, hey, you're just out there knocking the ball around, having a good time, and who ultimately cares? If you can hit a little straighter, great. If not, okay, fine. SFT, your best bet. But if you're looking for, hey, I slice it now, but I'm taking some lessons, I'm going to try and fix this and then put yourself in a position where you can grow into a different driver. Something like the G425 Max isn't going to give you as much slice correction as the SFT, but you do have the ability to kind of grow into a non-draw bias driver just by moving that weight around. So what if you have an aversion to ping, but want to play one of the the top five OEM drivers? Is there something in that realm? Yeah. Not, I don't know if people do have aversions to ping. But. So we saw Mizuno's STX um, does a pretty good job with the to slice correction. Again, I would I would recommend right go to go to some place where you can try these head head to head because especially with a slice driver where you're or an anti-slice driver where you you're often dealing with things like an upright lie angle or a closed face where it's not. 100% possible to know how a golfer is going to react to those things. So sometimes a golfer will see a closed face immediately go, well, that looks closed, open it back up. The ball starts going right. So, you know, basically you've accomplished <laughs> right. nothing. So the list for me starts with ping. I think the Cobra XD is worth checking out the Mizuno STX and, and even the TaylorMade Sim Max Sim D. Max D as well. Yeah. yeah so that's, uh, and even kind of the mainstream mainstream Callaway stuff, you can slide that weight into the okay. heel as well. So those are grow into it options. I'm looking at the article now, and one, two, three out of the five are glued heads. So once you have that, hmm. once you have that driver, you can't change it. Ping, you can change it into a flat setting. You can change the lie angle. You can change all that kind of stuff to make it less draw bias. We forgot the the Titleus TSI one. Now that's interchangeable as well. So you can you can change the degrees uh, for lie and loft on that too. It's a really interesting mix too, because we have we have the dedicated draw stuff that again, yeah. SFT and some other stuff that the Titleist is Titleist will tell you it's Titleist draw biased. So which tends it's to mean it's like minimal. But again, the piece is you never know how golfers are going to react. And so among that list, we have like the SFT is, is what you would call a normal weight driver. I mean, it's a little lighter than their other stuff, but it's, it's within the realm of conventional weight. Whereas the, the TS, the TSI one is, is an ultralight. And so, you know, for some guys that produced the, uh, the distribution yeah. and anti-slice guy may be looking for. I would say four out of the five drivers are on the lighter weight category side of drivers anyway. Um, look at you looking at the 50 gram shafts, uh, counterbalance shafts for the Zexio. Yeah, it's a lighter, it's a lighter one. So potentially they might be kicking a little bit, um, early for some golfers and, and making it go a little bit left as well as a draw bias within the head. Interesting, interesting stuff. 
Technology. It is good stuff. And last week we talked about um, the whole, the driver test as a whole. So if you want to check out that video, if you missed it, that link is here. Here's a link to the top five drivers to Cure Slice. And here's a link to the Sun Mountain Boom. You can check all of those things out. Chris, I'm going to let you take us out of this week's episode. Oh God, episode. no more me. <laughs> it's not a secret I tried. Yes. Hide. This love is it. for you, Hair Bear. You know you love this. You know you want to sing along. Oh, be the biggest gift ever if YouTube copyright infringed us and took this whole episode down. I need a lighter. They've got a lighter in there.